It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Is there nothing sacred, no part of your money, key phrase, your money, that Democrats won't come after? Okay, so the easy answer is yes. Fact is, they will come after everything possible. The often difficult part is why and to what end? Well, from an economic standpoint, that's also difficult. But now, House Democrats threatening your IRAs and for the people out there who say this is about the rich and the wealthy and the uber wealthy, the millionaires and billionaires, the middle class, middle class in America who invest in their futures with a retirement account, well, you're the real targets here. So what does this mean if it's passed in the reconciliation bill? David Williams, president of Taxpayers Protection Alliance, joins me now. David, good morning. How are you? Thanks for having me. And boy, it's a mess in Washington, D.C. They're talking about more spending and more taxes, and it's the exact opposite of what people in this country want. And David, let me just say that, have you noticed during this whole process, there have been zero town hall meetings by members of Congress. There have been zero hearings on Capitol Hill. All of these discussions are happening behind closed doors amongst themselves, amongst the politicians. When do we get a a say in this? When do we get to voice our opinions? And that's my overall concern about this process. But talking about the IRAs, you know, this is an investment tool that people have been using for many years, and it's really helping people retire comfortably. And now the Democrats want to mess that up. And it's just, you know, this is going down a path that is uh, very concerning to me, and it should be concerning to a lot of people. Yeah, just to kind of bring this further away from this millionaires and billionaires approach that the Democrats want to use, uh, you know, investors who hit these benchmarks like two hundred thousand dollars in annual income, um, you know, million dollars in net worth, uh, not including a home, they get to invest, right? They're in a good investment structure that they can invest in their own future, which, by the way, helps drive the economy, private equity, hedge funds, venture capital, uh, mutual funds, stocks. You know, people tend to let me save, let me build, let me take a chance. An IRA is a way to protect this. And we're talking about Democrats who also want to add, if they could, or certainly Biden's proposal of a double death tax. So they want to get you on all ends. But this isn't, you know, the big millionaires and billionaires. It doesn't take much to get to a point for many Americans of 200000 in annual income. So what is their goal here, David? So their goal is to, to punish success and punish wealth, and they're, they're doing it through these different tax increases. And, you know, the first thing that jumps out at me is this their new proposal by the Democrats with the IRAs is that the uh, IRA administrators would have to report retirement accounts with balances greater than $2.5 million to the Treasury Department. Doesn't this sound a little bit familiar with the IRS reporting requirements that they're trying to get through of whether it's $600 or $10,000? This is a real breach of our privacy, and we do not want to give the Treasury Department, the IRS, 
any more information than we have to, but we're seeing a pattern here, aren't we? Is that this is what the Democrats want. They want to snoop more and more into our personal lives. And when you talk about a $2.5 million IRA portfolio, that is not necessarily a lot if you retire at 60. And let's say you do retire at 60 and live for 20, 25 years. I mean, you will have a nice life. And guess what? You won't have to take Social Security. Maybe the government's jealous that you know, they have an absolutely broken system of Social Security, and you have these investment portfolios and accounts like IRAs that are, that are working and, and helping people. And again, you know, it, this is class warfare. They're trying to go after the, quote, wealthy people. Well, first of all, I love wealthy people because they did something right in their life, right? Whether they made good investments and maybe they inherited money, but they did something right. And we should not be punishing them. We should be you know, really looking up to them and getting more people to be the wealthy in this country. And making these changes is not going to do that. It's going to have the opposite effect. Yeah. You think about all the ways we find ways as Americans to save and put a little bit away, do a contribution, do a plus up, you know, do all the things you you try to get so that you have a future that's not dependent on a fixed uh, fixed income from a government that decides a COLA raise of, oh, I don't know, 1.2% is good for you. Uh, in the next year, something else about this and some other analysis points on the bill. And we haven't seen a final part of it. But, you know, we're talking about the Democrats and the ability to raise oh four billion dollars over the next 10 years, according to one analysis from this. Uh, it's a three and a half trillion dollar package. Don't get me wrong. I'd love four billion dollars. It's a lot of money. But four billion over ten years, with three and a half trillion as a starting point in spending, am I not getting something here, David? <laughs> no, you're getting it. And listen, that four billion dollars is best case scenario. You know, we never see. You know, I call this fool's gold, right? As they say, well, this is going to be four billion dollars, and and you're right, four billion dollars is a lot of money, and we should never forget that. But you know, compared to three point five trillion, it's a drop in the bucket. But again, is it really going to be four billion? Are people going to change their behaviors so we don't see that four billion materialize? And that's what every tax proposal they're talking about, whether it's the corporate tax rate, you name it, is that the revenue never comes in. What we have seen is through tax cuts, we've seen economic growth and we have seen more revenue with tax cuts because businesses have relocated back to the U.S. People have gotten bonuses. And I remember in 2018 when people were getting $1,000 and $2,000 bonuses and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was like, $1,000, that's not you know that much money. This is a pittance. Are you kidding me? Are you that out of touch <laughs> that $1,000 is a lot of money for a person in this country, for the middle class? So again, the Democrats are out of touch. And this IRA proposal shows that they are too, is that you know, we don't have millions of dollars, you know, like Nancy Pelosi to kind of sit back on and retire. People have to invest, and there's different investment uh, accounts that we do this, and they're trying to micromanage this. Listen, these IRAs are working. That's the good news. The bad news is they're trying to fix what, you know, isn't broken. Yeah. You know, the Democrats tell you how much they care about the little guy, how much they care about the middle class. Well, Roth conversions, right, were changed to allow for anyone regardless of income level. So how can they tell me they care about the little guy, but at the same time they're going to find a way to tax your ability to save at any level? 
Yeah, that's David. I don't understand that. And you know, when you talk about the IRS provisions for more auditing, you know who gets audited? It's not the rich folks. It's the lower income folks. And we've seen this. There have been studies that people in the Mississippi Delta region will get audited more often than someone in Westchester, New York, a wealthy part of this country. So this happens. This isn't just theory. This happens. Is that? And again, the Democrats claim to be for the little guy by, I guess, spending billions of dollars on electric vehicle charging stations. I'm not sure how that helps the little guy, but this is what they think is helping uh, the middle class and, and lower income folks. And it, and it absolutely is not. You know, even more onerous to this, David, uh, if they were to get their way with this rule, uh, and trying to work your way through issues in D.C. and source the information, well, that's enough, especially when it comes to these bills. But apparently if they get their way, current owners of these IRAs would have to divest, uh, right, of a certain level of holding by 2023 or lose the tax benefits. But that could also stick them with a big tax bill because – this is the same group that wants to go after any capital gains. That's right. And they're looking at you know IRAs holding private investments such as a small business, commercial or other real estate. You know, they would face massive taxes, you know, if they fail to divest from these investments. And you know, this gets kind of into the weeds of this, but this is the government micromanaging these investment accounts. And I want, you know, the, the person that's looking after my IRA is doing the best possible job that he or she can. And I don't want them to have to worry about, well, is this something that the government isn't going to approve of? Or are they going to change the rules a few years where I have to divest from other uh, investments? Maybe it's green energy. Maybe if you're not invested in green energy and you're invested in fossil fuels, you're going to have to divest and pay higher taxes. And that's what we're looking at, David, is we're looking at more and more involvement and micromanaging of these IRA accounts. And just leave it alone, man. These things are working. Leave it alone. And you know, first of all, this reconciliation bill is wildly unpopular, right? So let's just get rid of that. And we don't have to worry about IRAs. If they got rid of the reconciliation bill today, we wouldn't have to be talking about tax increases to pay for the reconciliation bill. Yeah, well, the popularity contest doesn't matter to them. Be perfectly honest. They, when you look at the the way they're writing these bills, the way the the left is just pushing and pushing, even a lower level agreement. As we see this battle in Washington plays out, it harms the economy. I mean, I, I David, I use it often. It's you know, do you want to cut my uh, hand off at the wrist? Or do you want to cut it off at the elbow? Either way, I don't have a hand to use. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's my concern is that if you look at the $3.5 trillion, let's say Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia, quote, gets his way and it goes down to one $1.5 trillion. That is a lot of money. One or $1.5 trillion is a lot of money. And they will still be looking for tax increases to pay for that. And you're changing the government fundamentally. You're, you know, this is not just about the money. Obviously, the money is, is important, but it changes the role and responsibility of the government so much. It gets us more involved in our daily lives. And look what's happened with inflation. Look what's happened with you know, just trying to order something and get it delivered. This is because of the government's involvement in our economy. And we need to 
not bring it more into the economy, but less. And that's why this reconciliation bill, whether it's one dollar, you know, one trillion dollars or three point five trillion, should just be stopped ASAP. Yeah. Stay out of my bank account. Stay out of my First Amendment, my Second Amendment. <laughs> stay, stay out of all of this and just, you know, let me function. Let me function. That's all. That's all the American people are saying. But they're not listening, David. And that, that to me is something that we as a country need to really be concerned about. They're no longer even listening. They're no longer pretending to care. They actually are not. They're just going full throttle, full speed ahead. They are, but you know, a day of reckoning is coming, and that's next year the election, and that's why I love elections every two years is because you know we do have sort of an immediate response to this, and I think that you know the Democrats are concerned because listen, this three point five trillion could have been passed earlier this year, but. Some of the Democrats and moderate Democrats know that this ain't going to play back home and that they're trying to figure out a way. And, you know, listen, my concern is that they are figuring out a way to spend money and not a way not to spend money. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be a little optimistic. But again, you know, we're a year away from an election. And the, you know, every day we get closer to that, every day, moderate Democrats get really nervous about raising taxes or spending a lot of money. So every day we delay is a good day. Yeah. Well, all they care about is maintaining, and you just really said it in a different but much nicer way. All they care about is maintaining their seat. It's not palatable because it might affect their reelection chances. So let's pretend we're only going to do something slightly less onerous and harmful to the American public, but in your favor and just reelect us. And don't worry, we've got your back. It's all about staying there. And, and we can't count on them for, to do the right thing. We have to shame them into doing this. And it reminds me back in 2010 when we initially got rid of earmarks, it's not because Congress wanted to. It's because we forced them to. We just made it so unpalatable for them to send earmarks back home that they stopped doing it. We have to do the same with the reconciliation bill, with these tax increases, with the way that they're changing IRAs and other investment accounts. We have to shame them into not doing things because they're not going to do it for the right reason. And quite frankly, I don't care as long as they don't do it. You know, We have to embarrass them and shame them into it. Yeah. And one of the ways is, hey, come here, Mr. Congressman or Senator. You're not going back to D.C. You're going to have to go get a job. You're going to have to go do something worthwhile with your life than just sit around and push ideology. What a concept. David, thank you, my friend, as always. And don't touch my IRA.com. Check it out. Thank you, thank David. Thank you. David Williams, president of Taxpayers Protection Alliance at ProtectingTaxpayers.org. Just start there. You can find everything else. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.